Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> This is Let's Talk TV Live, and I'm your host, Barbara Barnett, on a very spooky night here in Chicagoland, where it is 8 o'clock, and it looks like midnight. It is pitch black. We've had one huge, gigantic thunderstorm after the next. Um, I'm like, and our lights haven't gone out. Our internet hasn't gone out. I'm crossing my fingers for the next 90 minutes, hoping that it stays that way. Um, we, it's, it's, I was looking at the radar and it showed like, you know, like the little rotation thing where there's a potential tornado and it was like three miles to the West of my house. And I was like, no, um, you know, there's no tornado warnings. It was just, you know what it, the, um, the radar picked up the rotation cause the, the clouds are sort of swirly. So, um, it was really weird. We have a nice crew in the uh, chat room already. Hopefully more will come. Go get your friends, guys. Um, and if I didn't mention before, I'm Barbara Barnett. I'm publisher and executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine, where I also cover TV and film and other stuff, but mostly TV. And I am joined as usual. And it's great to have the whole crew here tonight. Jimmy, we missed you last week. Yes, Sorry. we did. We really wanted your take on, you know, how we the sh- was, an Oz, Oz. But, well, so there's it, plenty yeah. of time to talk about that tonight because Oz really wasn't, you know, much of a factor in the finale, which was kind of weird. Um, and Well, it was indirectly. Indirectly it was. Um, and, of course, we're joined by Christine Piccolo. Hi, Chrissy. Hi. How's it going? It's going well, aside from the fact that it's really scary looking. I drove in it before. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Um, so, crazy. so it was really. What was Did you guys have basements or anything? Like, what would yeah. you do if it was mm-hmm. an actual tornado fall? You oh, I have a basement. There? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I okay. Mean, we had, we've had, like, curious. really bad stuff. Um, I mean, we live, because we live near Lake Michigan, um, we're sort of protected from, like, big tornadoes. Um, mm-hmm. But we do get some really nasty weather here. I mean, I'm about five miles inland from the lake. And so it's like being on the ocean. There aren't a lot of tornadoes on the ocean. So there aren't a lot of tornadoes like right along the lakeshore. Um, and uh, when it's been really bad, I just grab the animals and the children and head down to the basement with my flashlight and my uh, phone. for <laughs> 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 the best. Um, the worst of the worst one we had, we were like, our power was out for like five days and our phone service was out for like three days. Yeah. Dorothy Gale. Yeah. Oh, how appropriate is this with this nasty weather with sort of Oz like weather, um, green sky and all. So I want to get to once upon a time really quickly. And I did schedule an hour and a half, 90 minutes for this show tonight because there is much to talk about. Um, I want to talk about um, Once Upon a Time, where we are now, where things might be next season. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the fun, the like, oh, my God, moments, good and bad. And so we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, oh, Katie says we get water spouts. Oh, you know, we've, we've got, we never used to get water spouts, but all of a sudden, we're getting them like all the time in the fall. So we'll get like 
last year I was just driving along, um, I was going north, and I and I looked out, the, and it was not, it wasn't raining or anything, and I looked out my rearview mirror, and there was a water spout, and I was like, oh my God, what is that? And then I found out later there was a water spout, because I was not too far from the lake, and uh, we get water spout from Lake Michigan, and that's pretty scary, um, too, although they rarely they rarely um, come on shore. And if they do, they do create havoc. And I know the beaches was, Oh, maybe it was last summer. It was late last summer. The beaches were completely cleared because like three days in a row, we got water spouts up here and it was like really weird anyway. So I do want to talk about once upon a time at length. And I do, but I do want to talk about a few other things. Um, So Fox had its uh, upfronts today and announced its fall schedule which I don't have in front of me. I don't know if you do, Jimmy. Um, but they also provided some clips of some of the new shows, which I have just done an article on Blog Critics. So if you go to blogcritics.org, you'll see a little bit of a write-up about some of the new shows with clips from two of them. So I've got a three-minute clip from the upcoming Grace Point, which is a 10-episode um, limited series that will debut in the fall, and Gotham, which is a full-season series that actually looks kind of interesting and fun. Um, so I want to talk about um, Grace Point. Jimmy, have you seen any of the upfront stuff from Fox yet? No, no. I know ABC is going to stream theirs to the press site tomorrow. tomorrow. Is Fox on tomorrow. the press site? Yeah, that's going to be on the press site too. Um, okay, I don't, good. Yeah, I just yeah. got I got four emails from ABC today saying, come to the press site. And all you have to do is log <laughs> in with your credentials and you can watch. Right, um, right. Fox was a lot more, okay, you have to RSVP and it has to be this and you have to do that. And it's, it was really strange. Um, so, but they were great because they sent like quotes, they sent sound bites, they sent all kinds of material um, this morning and this afternoon too. So that made things easier. So one of the series that is debuting in the fall, it's a limited series called Grace Point. And mm-hmm. it is noteworthy because if any of you guys watched Broadchurch, um, the ITV show that played on BBC America, um, this is basically Broadchurch. Like literally mm-hmm. um, the names of the characters, except for David Tennant's character, are the same. What the heck? It's an American remake of the British show. It's an American. Oh, okay. Yeah, but instead of making it, I really hope they change the killer, although I can't, given what I've seen. Oh, no, they've been saying from the beginning they're going to change the killer. That's not Okay, but what what made Broadchurch so phenomenal Mm -hmm. was the ending of Broadchurch, where it was really, was Ellie's husband, Ellie Miller, who's, mm-hmm. who's in, her character is in, I mean, Ellie Miller is a character in Grace Point, um, and the little boy is Danny, just like he was in Grace Point, and it was, you've got Mark, and you've got, I mean, you've got all of the characters who are the same names, um, just the location's been changed, um, but it, it, what made it so devastating, what made the ending of Broadchurch so devastating was the fact that here's Ellie Miller, who is the detective um, mm-hmm. who's working the case with David Tennant's character, whose name um, is Alec in the British series, but Emmett in the American series. I tell you, it was really odd hearing David Tennant speak with an American accent. I've never heard him speak with an American accent. <laughs> and it was just very strange. 
especially because I rewatched Broadchurched over the weekend. So it was like I had his voice and his his very Scottish voice in my head and very Glaswegian accent. And here he's speaking American and it just sounded weird um, to me. But he did well. But the the ending of Broadchurch was like, that's what was made it so devastating was here, this woman who's working the case and and she's doing the best she can. And it's her husband. I mean, how can they Mm -hmm. top that? How can they do that? How can they top that? I mean, I was really, really into Broadchurch well before we found out who the villain was. I thought the performances were excellent. Oh, my gosh. And the gosh. story was just crafted so beautifully. Yes, um, yes. I mean, the woman that played Ellie was phenomenal. Yes, she uh, was. I've seen her in some other things, but this was my favorite yeah, thing I've seen her in. Yes, have I. It was great, and the acting was great. The writing is beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just going to be a, those for those of us who are Broadchurch fans. It will be a little odd. Not that I won't watch it. I totally am going to watch it, and I'm really excited. Yeah, so if you want to, I just can't imagine wanna, it's going to live be as good. Yeah, if you want to see a clip from it, it's actually quite a nice lengthy one. It's three minute mm-hmm. clip. Um, go to blogcritics.org. I actually think. Oh, I didn't post it. So if you go to Blog Critics, um, it's on the front page. Um, click on the Fox uh, announces its fall slate, and you can see the the um, clip from it. Um, the other series that looks really, really interesting for the fall is Gotham. You know, mm-hmm. Marvel's been getting. Oh, it. you know that used to be a that was actually that actually came from a web series that Martha Byrne was. Uh, yeah. Creating. Yeah. yeah. So, so this looks really good. We have television. Yeah, we have we have a young Bruce Wayne. You know, he's a, he's still a kid, and um, so this is early days, um, and it looks really good. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope that um, it does well. The, the creators are. Hang on a second. I'm going to pull it up and tell you who they are, because um, I was really impressed with the not only the cast list, but also um, the creators of the series. And hang on one second, and I will take a look. Uh, That's one of the reasons I did this, right? Um, Let's see. Uh, Gotham explores the origin stories of some of the most iconic DC comic book characters, the supervillains and the supervillains and their pursuers, created by Bruno Heller, who created the mentalist in Rome. The series stars Ben Mackenzie from Southland as Detective James Gordon, Jada Pinkett Smith as James Moody, and the Vikings and Vikings Donald Logue as Harvey Bullock. Uh, the series focuses on a lone cop in a nasty city, of course it's Gotham City, in the days before the emergence of certain caved vigilante crusader. Um, Mackenzie had this to say about this new series. The way that this show is going to stand out from everything else that's on television is both its scope and depth. You are taking the biggest canvas you could possibly paint on the world of Gotham and DC comics. So um, that it looks good. Um, And again, I have a two plus minute clip on the article. And because I wrote it well, wrote it, not wrote it well, I wrote it quickly. Um, I already see some typos. So I'll go back and fix that later. Um, Not during the show. Um, So there are some other series that are also premiering uh, Empire, um, which is about the music industry and created by Lee Daniels, as in Lee Daniels, the butler. Um, also created Pre- Precious and then also created by Danny Strong of Game Change. 
Um, so that looks pretty interesting. And then Wayward Pines. Buffy. <laughs> hmm? I, I don't care how many, like, great scripts Danny Strong writes. I just will always think of him as that geeky character on Buffy. <laughs> I loved him on Buffy, but, you know. Um, and then we have something called Wayward Pines, um, mm-hmm. which is M. Night Shyamalan. Is that, how I, is that how you pronounce it? I just like really awful about pronouncing. I always say M. Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong. Is that wrong? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's another 10 part. It's a 10 part uh, series starring Matt Dillon. Well, Fox is moving to more than some of the other networks, I feel, moving to limited run. Yeah. I mean, they've already had the following Sleepy Hollow, although Sleepy Hollow will be longer next year. Um, yeah. They're going to reduce so the episode count on. So they're reducing the episode count on Glee, most likely, for its final yeah, season. Yeah, it's the last season, right? And uh, Yeah, but they're, gonna, they're, they're holding it to mid-season, and they're asking Ryan Murphy for less episodes. And um, American Idol is getting bumped down to one day a week. So Fox is just, like, swimming all their shows. Yeah, good. That's, that's good. good. I mean, I think that's the way to go. I think that we've talked about this several times on the show, how mm-hmm. um, series are really doing that. They're really taking a look, not, you know, and I always call it the British model, but it's actually mm-hmm. more the cable model. Uh, yeah. Really. Yeah, I mean, yeah we're not which, doing which any is, which, uses, series. which uses the British model of, you know, a limited I think, scope. I think that after American Horror Story did so well doing it that way, I think mm-hmm. that sort of started the trend, to be honest with you, because well, before I mean, that, you didn't well, see you it have, as often. Well, but you have all of the cable, and that's not unusual for cable. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, you have I mean, all of the... It all contributes. There were a lot yeah. of... Yeah, totally. I mean, I guess, I, I guess, yeah, you have all the HBO shows, which are all short, you know, well, 10 Showtime, episodes. Showtime, AMC, FX, all this Showtime, stuff right. Showtime. Let's, well, let's talk about... Really... Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Okay, hang on one second. I want to train a thought, and then I'll go right to you, Chrissy. Um, speaking of Showtime, Penny Dreadful, anybody see it? Not yet. Not yet. Why not? Not yet. Why not? Well, last night, but we watched it like a week ago. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I watched it a week ago. Been there, done that. I watched it. I watched it again last night when it. No, I didn't watch it last night when it aired. I lied. Um, I watched it a second time and then I wrote a review of it. So if you want to read my review, go out on Blog Critics and uh, you know I wrote about it. Did you write about it, Jimmy, or just watch it? Yeah, no, I, I posted my review this morning. Okay. And where do they find your reviews? At JeromeWetzel.com? Sure. Yeah, that'll link you to everything. Okay. Um, JeromeWetzel.com. Um, and if I ever neglect to mention that, please just jump in and say, JeromeWetzel.com, go there, go there. Um, well, and I hope that most of the listeners have heard a few episodes and would know by now where where to find me, but you never okay. know. Well, that's um, and, you know, of course, you can find uh, a lot of Jimmy's stuff on Blog Critics and as well as Chrissy's. Mm-hmm. We'll have an article uh, up later tonight on the originals. And yeah. who did a really nice piece um, on, again, another really nice piece on uh, 24. So you've got three articles up on 24 that are awesome. really very nicely done. And okay. um, please go walk, read that. Um, always good to see good writing about TV on Blog Critics. Um, so, um, so Penny Dreadful, I really liked it. I really, I did. My husband was like, eh, over the top. Um, I liked it. I, you know, I, I, I felt said this, like it was, 
I, I felt like it was written in the style of when it takes place, I guess. Like, I, when you yeah. read Dracula, it's much more slow burn, and the terror is more a tone than in your face. And yeah. Peter Dreadful had a couple in-your-face scenes for modern sensibilities, but overall it felt like one of those older stories in an older oh. period. Right, like like a Penny Dreadful. By the way, a Penny Dreadful <laughs> is a serial. It's not the name of a character. It's mm-hmm. a it's a type of a serialized kind of lurid thing that that was very popular in, in the Victorian era. So that's why. Well, that's and, why and, it was cool. so I thought it was pretty cool that they didn't introduce all the main characters in the pilot, but they only made it around about half the cast, just yeah. kind of telling you how they're taking their time. And I love the way they did the reveal of Dr. Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. Um, yes, it would make a good punk rock singer. I love that. Penny Dreadful. <laughs> or Penny and the Dreadfuls. Um, that would be cool. Um, but I loved, okay, say, raising my hand here, I loved to see Timothy Dalton playing a brooding Victorian man. It's like he was born to play <laughs> brooding Victorians with his Saturnine eyes and just, yeah. he. I mean, even when he played James Bond, he played him like a brooding Victorian. He just does. He's just, yeah. I mean, he's pretty fantastic in just about everything. Oh, man. Well, you know, and, and he's funny. You know, I mean, he can be really funny. He was terrific in Hot Fuzz. He was just so He's, he's got a gravitas. He's got a charisma or something that just, all you have to do is look. Yeah, he's very magnetic. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Timothy Dalton. Saturnine is the perfect adjective for. I don't. I don't. I admit to not coming up with that because um, I remember he's been described that way just because of what he used to do. I mean, pre-Bond. I mean, he played Rochester in, Jane, in the BBC Jane Eyre. He played Heathcliff in Wuthering Heights. He was a Shakespearean actor with the Royal Shakespeare Company and did, he did Hamlet and he did Romeo and Romeo and Juliet, famously Julius Caesar. Um, so he's always played like super serious roles. And then he's re- played really stupid roles. Like he was in some really dumb movies and I'm not even going to go there. Um, <laughs> but then he It'll played James Bond though. and then it got like, eh. Oh, Lion and oh, how can we forget Lion and Winter? His prince, his King Philip. I love uh, Lion and Winter. Oh, Lion. Okay, so you have Timothy Dalton and Anthony Hopkins. Their scenes together just were like, oh my god. Well, that's like one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, there is not a, every performance is just stunning, 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 stunning. Peter O'Toole, Catherine Hepburn, a very young Anthony Hopkins, a very, very, very young Timothy Dalton, who's even younger than Anthony Hopkins. Um, just fantastic. So homework for the week, go watch Line in Winter because it's like truly <laughs> and And you see Dalton, Timothy Dalton in his first film role, Anthony Hopkins in his first film role. Um, just really, really well done. But Timothy Dalton and Penny, Penny Dreadful, perfection just perfection and you can see he's loving it and the woman who plays uh, Eva Green who plays Vanessa oh, she's awesome Ooh, she's spooky she is one spooky bit, uh, spooky lady and uh, I, I wonder what her relationship is with uh, Sir Malcolm who's Timothy Dalton's character I am dying 
to know what their relationship is. And Josh Hartnett is great and sort of out of his depth, out of his world um, as the gunslinging cowboy showman, wild Bill Hickok sort of character. And um, just good. I'm really uh, excited for Billy Piper. She wasn't in the first episode, but yeah, I'm looking forward to to Billy Piper next week. Next week, Billy Piper of Doctor Who. This is a good Doctor Who week, you know, with with David Tennant being announced. And and by the way, there's going to be a second season. Well, Timothy Dalton was in Doctor Who as well. (gasps) That's right. He was. He was. Um, And, uh, yeah, and Broadchurch, by the way, those of you who are Broadchurch fans, Broadchurch is going to come back for a second season. So that will be interesting. Um, I have no idea how they're going to do that because at the end of Broadchurch, um, David Tennant's character, (laughs) Alec was like, you know, he was on his way out. He's like really a sick puppy. And what are they going to do with Ellie? You know, and we know that David Tennant is coming back. Mm -hmm. We know he's been signed to come back. And we know that the woman who played Ellie is also signed to come back. So um, I have no idea what they're going to do with it. It should be... Interesting. Um, this so that makes that. you glad David Tennant did not get signed for Hannibal because I, I, he d- doesn't belong in Hannibal. He belongs in Broadchurch. No, yeah, I can't. I cannot see anybody other than Hugh Dancy. Thank you for segueing to Hannibal because that's where, exactly where I was going. I, next. I thought uh, David Tennant was actually going to play the Hannibal role. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. no, no, see, I can't. I know, see, I, I can't see it. No, I can't see Ma- it. oh, my gosh, Mads Mikkelsen is yeah. so slimy. Ooh, so slimy. Honestly, the first, like, eight or nine episodes of the series, I was not that impressed with him, and and I just didn't watch it for him. But then one, like, because he was just so background, but I feel like it was definitely a purposeful choice. And then yeah. when you look back in retrospect and see where he is now, you're like, yeah. oh, my goodness, you really, you really set that up nicely. It's, it is occasionally difficult to understand him. Mm-hmm. And I'm occasionally, just occasionally, because um, his accent is, is difficult oh, sometimes. Oh, no, yep. I haven't had any problems with the accent. Um, I have to crank up my TV just a little bit. But um, <laughs> just, I just, I'm old, you know. Um, and, but just he's just great. And, okay, so... I called it. Did I yes, call you it? Did. You did call it. I totally called it. I'm glad you were No way. There is mm-hmm. no way they are going to make Will a murderer. Well, Especially I, knowing but where. He did kill the bad guy, though, right? Yeah, like the yeah, guy that yeah. I, his window, but that was self-defense. Right. But see, knowing where Red Dragon picks up. Mm-hmm. We can't have him have gone that dark. It wouldn't have yeah, made no, sense. No, no, no. I, I didn't really think he killed Freddy. Uh, to, well, yeah. I mean, I had my doubts, but I was really hoping that he hadn't killed Freddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Katie says, uh, my dad loves Mads, thinks he's the definitive hand. Oh, yeah. I think he's so yeah, much absolutely. more subtle than Tony Hopkins. Absolutely. He's really, really I did really not good. like Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal. I sat through them with an old girlfriend back, you know, in college, and I did not like those movies at all. Could not mm. them. See, I really liked Red Dragon because I, I love that one. See, Red. Okay, so this is this is basically what Hannibal is is based on. Um, Will mm. Graham is is the right. 
main, you know, he's the he's the guy in uh, Red Dragon, and the mm-hmm. main serial killer is played by Ray Fiennes, who is beyond brilliant. I, I, it's insane that you feel any sympathy for this guy, but <laughs> holy smokes! I mean, it doesn't hurt that it's Ray Fiennes. <laughs> But it's not Ray Fiennes at his prettiest. Let's say that. Um, you know, well, we know that we do know that this Hannibal departs because the characters in Hannibal, the show, are taken from those books, Red Dragon and yeah. you know, Sounds of Lands of Hannibal. And the doctor that they killed a few weeks ago in Hannibal was in the books, so she's not going to survive long yeah. enough to be in the books now. So they do change things. And you can't always count yeah, they do, but not, but they, but, but I can't imagine not with, not with Will Graham, who's the main character, like one of well, the main I mean, characters. I think they'll change certain things, but yeah, going that dark would be a huge. Yeah, surprise. that would have been a problem. But also, I mean, I loved the reaction that Alana Bloom had when, um, when she realized that um, mm-hmm. Will was not a murderer. And and yeah. I think it really hurts him deeply that she has so has had so little faith in him. Oh, absolutely! absolutely. It really cuts him deeply. Well, and this, this whole season, the different changing dynamics between the characters at various points has been really interesting. Yeah. Oh, and Katie says, and Mason. Oh my gosh, the brother and sister. Are you watching this, um, Chrissy, or are you not? No, I haven't been watching it. Oh, I, I need to totally. I know. Everybody's no. like, you got to watch It's on my list. It is. I'm going to try to get to it this weekend, hopefully. Move it to the top of your list. Well, I think it's totally up my alley. It's just a matter of. Oh, it is. It, is. it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. the best show on the broadcast networks right now. Really? Yeah. It's so well done. You know, and you feel like cable. You take a mm-hmm. show like Hannibal, and you compare it, and, and you can't, you can't really because it's apples and oranges, but compare it to a show like um, Once Upon a Time, even at its best, <laughs> and it's really they're not even in the same league, and yeah, that's really. one of the reasons. And, and when we get to talking about Once Upon a Time very shortly, yeah. that's one of the reasons. And I and I actually made a fairly inflammatory statement at the end Ooh. of my review. <laughs> I I really did. I did, and and you know what? It's funny because um, I wrote it, and I was like, "Should I really go there?" And um, and I'll get to it in a minute. But I was kind of kind of peeking, like lurking on some of the fan forums because I, I I see where people come to the site, and I kind of like I'm curious as to, oh wow, what was this forum that they got to the art? You know, there were 45 people that were on this forum. And, you know, read the article just from that forum. And it's like, oh, well, what is it? So I, got, I went to the forum and I was reading and I was like, wow, she really went there. <laughs> it was like, wow, she's really, she's got to be really pissed off. And, and this is someone who gets screeners and access and she's risking all of her contacts and, you know, getting all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm a TV critic. They're not going to, if I'm critical of the show, they're not going to take away my access. Mm-hmm. I can be persuaded. I mean, that's not the way it works. No, I mean, no. no I mean, you're entitled no. to your opinion. I mean, that's what, that's, right. the, that's the whole and thing of having, you know, different people covering it because, you well, know, we exactly. all do it differently. Exactly. So, 
exactly. you, this is a show you've been covering for years and really love. When you start to yeah. turn critical, that means something. Yeah, because it it's does. not coming from a place of derision or hate. It's coming from I know you can do better. Please, I'm not. I'm not television without pity. I'm someone mm-hmm. who truly is committed to the series, and um, when I'm seeing so, so my point is that you know one, what I said is, and I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quote you what I said because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lord, because um, I really got myself in hot. I think I got myself in hot water with some of the fans. Maybe not. Um, but I was honest. And one of the things people used to really get on my case for when I was covering House was, oh, she's never critical of the show. Well, because I really love the show. And when it got to the point where I was not happy with the show, I was critical of it. But that wasn't until the last season. So, <laughs> you know, what can I say? So this is what I wrote. I've thought a lot since the airing of the episode about whether I'll continue writing about Once Upon a Time next season. There was a lot of brilliantly written, powerfully acted stuff out there, from Game of Thrones to Hannibal, Fargo to Turn, Penny Dreadful to Sleepy Hollow, and next season's new Fox treatment of ITV's Broadchurch called Grace Point, starring David Tennant. I've not quite decided, but it's increasingly hard to write more than a simple recap. The meat of Once and the delight of writing about it has always been in exploring the gray area between good and evil, right and wrong, nobility and stubbornness. I'm finding less and less depth to plumb these days. The jury is still out for me about next season. I'll do a rewatch over the summer and decide sometime after Comic-Con in July. So that was heartfelt for me. Uh, it's very hard for me to write that. And um, But there are so many, um, you know, so many... Um, good things out there to write about. And I'm inundated. I'm completely inundated with stuff. And one of the things that I think I hope distinguishes my reviews from some other people's present company excluded um, is that (laughs) I, um, I try not to, everybody recaps. Everybody says this happened, this happened, this happened, and this happened. And that's fine. There's a great place for that. That doesn't interest me as a reviewer. So what interests me as a reviewer is to find that line, to find that performance, to find that moment that really resonates and figure out what they were trying to do. Whether it's the writing, whether it's performance, whatever that is, find that moment or find that thread that they've plucked and how they use that thread in every aspect of the show. And that's something that once upon a time isn't really doing anymore. You know, they would take a theme and they would thread it through the whole episode in different ways. And it was it made the series very textured. And it hasn't done that for a while. So, um, you know, and people said, oh, well, she's not happy with Ron Bell. And I'm like, you know, and I, again, I said in my, in my review, which actually sort of stunned a few people, um, I actually got tweeted about it. Like, what? You're not a Rumbell fan? I said, I didn't say that. Oh, I didn't God. say that. I didn't say that. What I said was, I really feel they have underused Rumpelstiltskin. I said, mm-hmm. if I had to label, I said, I make no bones about the fact that I'm a Rumpelstiltskin fan. Um, I wouldn't even necessarily call myself a Rumbell fan, but 
um, I do consider myself a Rumpelstiltskin fan. There's no question he's my favorite character. So with that in mind, shall we discuss? Shall we deconstruct and unpack last night's two-hour episode? Oh, Lord, are we ready to do this? Are we ready to do this? <laughs> That's the main question. I got my glass of wine. We're good. Yeah, oh, glass Lord. of wine, right? It was funny because we went out for Mother's Day last night, yesterday afternoon. Um, my husband said, oh, the Thai place we were going doesn't open until 5. He says, that's too late for you, right, because you have to watch your show. And I said, oh, yeah, huh. can we go somewhere else? So we went to a Chinese restaurant on the corner and that we really enjoy going to. And um, so we had Mai Tais, and I had this Mai Tai. And so my husband said, I'd like you to have one of those tomorrow night and then do your show. <laughs> he says, that would be worth listening to. <laughs> I'm a real easy drunk. I almost drunk. always have a glass of wine when we do the show. I am like a super easy drunk. So <laughs> I all it takes for me Chrissy's gonna find Well, I don't just sit very well. I'm usually doing at least two things. So when I'm on the phone I have to have something to do with my hands. So I usually oh, pour a so glass I of usually, wine I and that's my yeah, I usually have a cup of tea or a glass of uh, a glass of co- uh, a cup of coffee. Um but Chrissy will find out at Comic Con. <laughs> what <did she> <laughs> um, it doesn't take much. One glass of wine, and I'm done. Oh, Lord. Um, so, <laughs> well, okay. I guess, okay, Barbara, I can hold my liquor, so you're good to, we're good to go. <laughs> Chrissy and I are going to be sharing, we're going to be sharing a room I'm so at Comic-Con. So That's going to be so much fun. I know, I'm excited. Oh, so much fun. There. Well, not okay. only that, but you know what? Just just briefly, I mean, I, I, there's like a, a bunch of, of fans from Sleepy Hollow, my Sleepy Hollow ingdom. They're going to meet us there too, and I'm thinking we need to have like a streetcast, like a huge streetcast, like a live broadcast on. Yeah, video. well, we're going to do a show. We're going to do a yeah. show every night. We'll do a show every night. Cool. Uh, and so that we'll have to figure out the logistics. Okay. So on to Once Upon a Time. Sorry. So, what? So I really know, man. Sort of said what I thought. I haven't said completely what I thought. Um, who wants to start? Jimmy, Jimmy, you and I talked a little bit before, and you said you and I sort of hit on opposite things in our Wait, wait mm-hmm. before we get started, I wanted Jimmy to tell us what he thought about last week. Cause we oh, yeah. Full. Yeah, first, oh, do that okay. really quick. Okay, go ahead, Jimmy. Sure. Um, well, I've, End I have have been, to be honest, quite disappointed that we didn't get more Oz stuff. And last week with the witches and Dorothy, it felt like they were just connecting some plot points that needed to be connected rather yep. than developing a, a good yep. story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, it bothered me just how easily Zelina was defeated. Like, oh, Regina surprised <laughs> me, so I'm just going to lay down and give up. It, uh, and then I the mean, monkeys, went- when the... You know, we okay, so maybe some of the monkeys are turning back, and, and the creators confirmed in an interview today that, yes, we can assume all the monkeys are now back to being human, but they freaking killed a bunch of monkeys in the dock house without batting an eye. So who were those right. monkeys? Right. That well, the thing is, they, they, they did a lot of painting by the numbers. So, mm-hmm. oh, we need to make this blue. We need to make this pink. We need to – and I feel yeah. that they – um. They uh, they took what what started out to be a really interesting story. Here is Zelina. She's here. 
she used to be Rumpel's pupil, and she's envious of Regina. I really like that. I really like mm-hmm. that. Um, she's she's she stopped Rumpel from killing himself at the end of the pan thing, and has taken him prisoner. Um, what an interesting place for them to go. And she's got to steal courage and a heart and a brain, and she needs those things. And this is her quest, right? Her, her evil quest to do something. And they sort of, and, and the whole thing with her controlling the dark one and his dagger, and she's going to show him uh, that she should have been the one. And they actually set it up really, really nicely. I really love the way they set up this thing between Regina and Zelina, sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really, really liked it a lot. I mean, I really liked it a lot. Um, even though that, you know, Rumpel was part of it, he wasn't necessarily the big part of it. Um, that That's cool because he was, Well, he'd been you know, so essential in the fall, yeah. It was exactly. Kind of and I did, I did yeah. not have a problem with that at all. So, you know, that's fine. And I really loved the setup. But what I felt by the end, and since last night really didn't go anywhere with, I mean, the Zelina story was over last week. Um, they really didn't. She wasn't even in either of the episodes yesterday, um, which is interesting um, that, that her story is gone. Um, but what well, they didn't but, do. But to be, to be fair, if they had brought her back after they defeated her, it would have definitely been a retread of what they did with Pam at the end of the fall run. Right, right. So I'm not saying they should have. But, you know, she's gone. They defeated her. Rumpel killed her. Um, her spirit somehow escaped and went through the portal, whatever. Um, her energy or whatever. But the whole buildup of I'm going to steal your brain um, went nowhere. The whole idea mm-hmm. of the dagger went nowhere. Um, the baby. Went the nowhere. baby. Yeah, why did she? went nowhere. No, so they had all this amazing setup. And they just no chaos. They said, "Okay, no we've done all these things. Check, 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 check. Okay, it's done." And that's really, that's really, 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 really okay. So yeah, the the the, the golden brain, which made no sense whatsoever. Here I'm thinking she's going to steal his brain. She's saying all along mm-hmm. she's going to take his brain. Now, that would have been interesting. Not that they should have mm-hmm. taken his brain. But what that's a really interesting, very dark thing to do. But she's going to take the straw. Really? So, to me, that was really the failure of this season. Was that um, they set it up so beautifully. And, and, if, and if you read my, my reviews, and I'm sure yours too, Jimmy, from earlier in season uh, three... Uh, B, you know, the second half of the season, I really had some high hopes. I really, really loved where mm-hmm. it was going. And I think that's why I was so disappointed with the way the season ended was because it none of it went anywhere. It was all all red herring after red herring after red herring after red herring. There was no – they set up complexity, and complexity never materialized. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. My, my feeling about the whole thing is that I think they were just exhausted. They, I feel like they, they didn't focus. They should have been focusing on Once Upon a Time, and their attention was split because of the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland that completely flopped. 
And, you know, they had, they were, you know, Jane Espenson was running back and forth between the shows. I just think that because of that, it was very disjointed and it shouldn't have been. Um, And, and, and my new theory is I went back, I rewatched it this afternoon uninterrupted. I didn't need, I wasn't doing anything else. I really concentrated on it this time. And I mean, okay. I, I liked, I liked it. Okay. But it wasn't, it just, it just, it wasn't spectacular. It was not of the caliber that we are used to seeing, especially, like you said, with the story, the in-depth story. It just wasn't there. Like, I do feel, this is my theory, my theory is that, you know, after everything that Rumpel did to save them, he sacrificed his life He, he for everybody, to save everybody. Then, boom, he's back. And Delina has you know, had control of him. I do think that she hijacked his his mind because after looking at it all, I just can't believe that you know the man was dead. He was never coming back. I can't believe that he would really just sit there and lie to Belle. I just don't think he he would do that. The re, the redeemed um, Rumpel would not do that. So my feeling is is that. You know, we know that the emlet was still there. We know we did see the green smoke kind of disappear and go into the next. I feel that she's going to come. I, I feel that she she did hijack his his mind in some way because I just I refuse to believe that they would completely deconstruct everything that the past three years has been building his redemption. The other thing that really upset me was. Okay, what what the hell? <laughs> they bring the whole the beginning of the show. They're talking about they're telling um, um, Emma you can't change anything. Anything that you do here will affect future the future. So why in the hell would Hook agree to bring Marion back? Once right. They, I mean, I understand the reasoning that Emma didn't want to see her die. I get that, and that's. But it changes things. It changes things. She knows it the edge of forever moment. They could have, you know, Star Trek, you know, in the 60s, the city on the edge of forever, which is widely regarded to be one of the best shows of all time. Kirk has to make that decision to let somebody die to preserve history. And that could have been a wonderful moment for once upon a time had they gone that way. But see, it goes completely along with the simplification of the series the Disneyfication of the series, if you want to, you know, to yeah. be honest. I mean, I mean it has, it's, it's become less complex than your average Disney movie. And I think that's a real shame. I don't know if I can't go that far, but. No, okay. Well, but Snow White, <laughs> the, the original Snow White, the animated cartoon, was real, had a lot of depth to it. Yes, mm-hmm. it did. And All a lot of, of dark movies do. But I think, and I think the whole thing. The lion- I mean, they you know, the I, Lion King, for God's sake, that was very in depth. I mean, of course what, it was. I mean, and I mean, how? Why they are simplifying it is beyond me. I, I don't understand so, it. Right, and so the whole thing. I love the idea of doing time travel. Okay, it's a very hard thing to do well. Mm-hmm. And if you change, you know, the rules of time travel are obviously if you change something, you cease to exist. And um. They've, they're warned, they're warned, they're warned. And I think they really put, paid it only minimal lip service because by the hour's end, everything is put back to rights except they've brought Maid Marian with them, which is stupid. 
Um, well, it just it well, just seems to me. In order to what? So now, so now Regina is back. So we're back to square one, where Regina is now going to blame Emma for her lack of happiness. She ruined her happiness. She brought back Mary. So what is the whole point of it? I mean, we, we saw this beautiful redemption story. Right? Well, Regina's you not, know, not say, unredeemed, as, the, as the Adam and Eddie pointed out in their interview today. Yeah. Had this still been old Regina, she just would have zapped Emma. This isn't old Regina, so right. now they're going to sh- explore next season how new right, Regina which is fine. something which, like which this. Which is fine. Which is fine. If I they don't, do it right. I don't, if they okay, do it right. It, they, but they have to do it right. And I, I think yeah, I, did, I, I mean, I, I really hated they brought made Marion back. Uh, don't yeah. get me wrong there. That was my least favorite thing in the whole episode. I did not. But, I did not care for that. I but, thought it was stupid. And the other yeah. thing is too, I really felt that the the bulk of the two hours was mm-hmm. really focused on Hook and Emma, and getting mm-hmm. them hooked up. And no, I, I, I don't think that's what. Okay, see. I, I where don't you and I disagree. So I don't disagree with you, you talking about this. Did it, you know, really fulfill the potential time travel or they mishandled the rumple? I agree with those points. I just didn't see it as that type of story, um, which is maybe why I really liked the episode overall. Uh, I saw it very much as an Emma story, figuring out who she was. Totally was. Yeah. Is part of that for now. But I saw the time travel just as a convenience to get her where she needed to be rather than the point. And just her interacting with everybody and developing this story that that. really makes her look inward uh, and just all the little fun references and people and and things calling back. That's what I really enjoyed about the episode. So I I actually liked it overall as long as you forget that this was the end of the season. Like it's a standalone story. Right. Right. I really, really really liked it. Yeah, and I like that part. I love that Emma was interacting with these people and she's seeing what's going on and she's seeing her history and she's understanding there's no place like home. Mm-hmm. And But what is home? And, and, that's, and that's actually been a theme for the whole half of the season was what is home? And right. But it almost seems like all of it, the entire season, the second half mm-hmm. of the season, has been to put Emma in that moment where she realizes home is where her family is. And well, see, if, they had, if they had built to that and spent the whole second half on that journey, but they didn't, yeah, they had little they bits here and there over the last three years. This was a great combination of three years of story for her. It was yeah. not a great combination of the second half Oz stuff. That's fine. If it was the end of her, see the end of the, the end of season, the first half of the season was, I thought, a really good culmination of the Neverland arc. And, to yeah. me, was a great culmination. This is, this is the problem, I think, with Rumpelstiltskin, is I really think the end of the first half of the season was the perfect end for Rumpelstiltskin. His redemption Just arc. like this was the perfect end of Emma, really. Right. And I so mean, now they I brought Rumpel back, and they don't, know what to do, they don't know what to do with him. Yeah, they brought him back. Well, they no like they've they run out of ideas, and now they're just trying to reset characters so they can tread water. Right, I mean, and it seems I like that's know. what they're I, doing. I think that they they can do something with it. It it you know, like I said, I mean, I'm 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 kind of believing that that he isn't the rumple that we know anymore. But like, I just don't want him to go to be bad. I mean, that was my whole thing. See, I you know. Is- 
you know, my big beef with, with the Rumpel thing was that, okay, I total, and people, I've been arguing with, with several um, people online today, not arguing, but debating nicely and civilly, debating with, with actually some Rumbel people um, who rather like the idea that, that he did what he did, and, and they're perfectly fine with him, um, you know, hiding the da- dagger from Bell, which I'm right yet. So my my concern or my beef, I suppose, with it is that again there was no build to it. There was no yeah. he took the dagger and he went to Zelina and he gloated about That's, tricking yeah. Bell. And he didn't mm-hmm. have to do that. He certainly did not have to do that. Yet he no, did. Rumpelina would have been guilty and not yeah. marrying her because he was racked with the guilt. Yes, not marrying her because he was racked with guilt, or at least hesitating. He would have hesitated. We yeah. we didn't see any of that, so we don't no. we don't see that. And then today, in in last night's episode, you see him. He takes the dagger. He puts it in this case. Puts a protection spell over it, and then he manipulates the video camera. And you know the 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 CCTV film, and um, I, and again, there's no flash of guilt. There's no flash of remorse. He just flat out lies. That's why I'm saying something is changed in him. And what, I can't what people have said to me we... is, well, he didn't actually promise Bell he wasn't going to kill Zelina. And thing okay. is that A, she would not want him to seek revenge. B, mm-hmm. neither would Balefire. Balefire mm-hmm. would be horrified. Which brings so, up, okay, the, the fact that Rumpel took the forgetting potion after learning that Balefire was dead, mm-hmm. to me, was the least consi- the worst part of handling his character because that Rumpel, before the curse was enacted and everything, his entire life, his entire plan was devoted to getting Balefire back. And for right. him to learn that Belfire was dead and then just drink the potion without trying to preserve a way to figure out how to save him did not make any sense at all. Well, See, now, I yeah. took it, this is what, no, this is what I took it. I took it to mean he actually did hesitate. And that was actually one of the nicest moments for me in the episode. He's thinking about it. Do I take it? Do I not take it? And his concern is if he doesn't take it, he's going to screw up his history and that the possibility and is that he won't find Balefire at all, knowing that, okay, right. He's going to die, but maybe I can do something to fix that. Even, you know, after the fact, after, cause, cause he doesn't know when he finds Balefire. They don't tell him. Um, he doesn't mm-hmm. want to know. So he has no idea. So maybe he's thinking, he, well, you know, it doesn't matter. But he'd have to do something to warn himself. He'd have to do something to warn himself. I just, didn't I mean the current Rumple where we left him redeemed? Yes, I could see him taking it. Yeah, but that was Rumpel, a noble thing I, to do. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. Yeah, it was out of, a little out of character for him. I mean, and, and I, I mean, at this that, point, he wasn't well, even in love with Bell. He didn't have any of that light in his life. He was still just no. a malicious character. Right, a bitter, bitter character. Right. So who, what, who was unloved? He. Yeah. So at this point, he believed he was better than what anybody else comes up with and could find a way without forgetting so he'd remember to save Bellfire. That's how I saw it anyway. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, so, yeah, I, I think so. What do you think, Chrissy? 
Well, I mean, I, I'm kind of thinking, and I mean, this is just, you know, craziness probably on my end, just because I, I mean, it's possible he created a potion with a loophole, because he's all about loopholes. Right, and, and he, he knows where all the loopholes are. And he knows where they all are, and and I kind of, I'm still, I mean, it was so nice to see Neil and Emma, that little flashback. That was lovely. Him. That was, it was such a nice treat to see them mm-hmm. together again, and you see that, you know, we saw the yellow bug behind them, and it was sort of classic. I think what they tried to do, and they did, I mean, I did like this, I'm not saying that I didn't like it. I mean, there were moments of uh, the charming story, you know, you kind of, it's nostalgic, you know, you kind of bring back to the very first season, right. how it all unfolded. Right. And I liked that part. That. I really did. I, I, I really that liked part. that. And I liked I the did. part that, you know, Hook, Hook and Emma, I mean, they've kind of been, I mean, I do like Captain Plum, don't get me wrong, but I just <laughs> feel like they jammed it down our throats. I mean, why did it have to be a two-hour ordeal? I mean, I felt like I really wanted the last hour or at least the last 30 minutes to be just from Bell, just about the yeah, wedding. It's never going to happen. I liked what they said yeah. to each other at the wedding, and I liked that little montage, but I felt like the entire town should have been there. It should have been a big wedding, and it wasn't. Which, well, okay, so, 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 so I – There was no I, time for that. It, was just, it needed to be shelved till next season and develop it more. Yeah, well, yeah that's they right. They really – they should have ended it differently. They should have ended it differently. They should. They shouldn't have ended it with the wedding. They should have ended it with. With 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 some. Finds out that he's lying to her. I mean, the whole thing is going to fall apart, and you know that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like they they didn't use they didn't do it right. This last like you said, it it just was. I mean, last week I'm going to harp on that again just because. I mean, the whole th- they rewrote basically the Wiz- Wizard of Oz. I mean, the whole yeah. thing with the Dorothy and the jealousy of Dorothy, and now she's part of the witch's coven and all that. What the, what the hell was that? I mean, it made no sense. It it was just, I felt like it was thrown together. I don't know. And, and, and I do think that they should cut down the episodes. I know it's hollow, they're going to do 18 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that that is a perfect one for once upon a time. Right, they should do that, and let and, and let Jane Espenson and let Jane Espenson write half of them. Yes, yes. and I mean, so if she wrote half of them, they could do twenty-two episodes. I mean, but, yeah. okay, but the three A season this year, I feel, was the best run they've done so far. So yeah, rather than make them create another run of that magnitude, either do a short story or nothing at all in the spring. And just really put everything into that eleven or thirteen episodes. I really, I thought that the Neverland thing was good. It was interesting. It was a journey. It was several journeys for several characters. Um, I really loved the way they played with the pan idea. Um, I, you know, and and I, I, in many ways, for all the characters. And I really part of how it worked too was because it was all isolated. And then we didn't have all the storybook stuff. It was it was our core people isolated in one yeah. area. Right. And that's the other thing is that the core people have been, you know, and yeah, okay, Hook is a core person now. But our original <laughs> core people should be at the heart of the finale. And I guess that's the other thing is that I feel that our original core main cast should be at the heart of the season finale. 
and they weren't. Most of them were. Most of them were. Yeah, but not at the core. I mean, it was. I mean, it was Emma at the core. But Snow and Charming figured heavily into it. Rumpel figured heavily into it. Regina had a lesser part, and Henry had a had a small part. But Rumpel Rumpel didn't necessarily figure in for growth, but he was in a lot of the episode. Yeah, no, he he was in a, a quite a bit of the episode. Um. And I, what, I, li- I liked this episode that we saw so many familiar faces, but that was also pointing out a failure for the rest of the show because, like, I've complained to you about this before, that in Storybrooke we should run across these familiar faces yeah. more often. And people that we should see. Look, we haven't seen Catherine in two years, and then she's just right. there at the royal baby party. What's she doing there? Right. I mean, well, see, this is the thing, too, because they keep introducing all these new characters. There's mm-hmm. no room for the main cast for the original cast. They keep pushing everyone aside. But there's a group of supporting players that are important and that do figure in in, in prominently, but then they'll disappear for large stretches with no explanation, and that's what annoys me. That it's like, this isn't, this doesn't feel like the fully fleshed out world because you have all of these characters that should be part of the circle and aren't enough frequently, you know. Right. You have the new characters taking more of a, you know, they take that screen time away from them. So, well, I, what was the point of Blackbeard in last night's episode? What was the point of seeing Sleeping Beauty at the party for half a second? They're just I know, right? It was just stupid. I mean, so why like, have I mean, we still like, never seen Grumpy with his girl again? I know she's starring in right. another show, oh, yeah, but, still, but still, it really right. bothered. She found time to guest star on Agents of Shield this year. They couldn't get her on Once Upon a Time. Right, right. I totally agree. And Blackbeard, by the way, is going to have his own series in the fall. <laughs> Crossbones. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Which looks great, like, by the way. Speaking of speaking no, of Blackbeard. What, I, I'm almost Sean sorry, Malkovich. What do you guys think of the uh, What do you guys think of the Frozen ending? Is that okay. just, is that great synergy, or is that trying to jump on the coattails of a blockbuster? Yes. No, you know, <laughs> yeah, no. What was so your I question? Think, Sorry, I missed that. What did you ask? It, the, the, the frozen thing. Oh, so like, this okay, is what I think. This match? <laughs> I mean, this is what I, what know, I would love, what I would love is if this frosty dame that comes out of the portal is, from the original Hans Christian Andersen story of the Snow Queen. Oh, no, Adam and Eddie confirmed. It's I know. The movie I, I, I know. So here they are. They're introducing another main character mm-hmm. to take away and, everyone else. And did you hear what they said? That she's a villain that's not really a villain that has a redemption story. And oh, so we're going to spend... Right, we're going to spend the fall reading, you know, seeing about her redemption. See, the thing is, if this was an anthology series, mm-hmm. that would work. This would work better as an anthology series. That's and, it's it not an an, and it's not and it's not an anthology series. You have a main cast. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I, I will stick with the show watching it. I don't, I mean, I have to be for, for next season before I decide to go keep writing about it. And spending my time on it. I mean, there's so much other great TV right now 
Yeah, um, it's, I mean, it's one of two shows that C42F asks for a weekly column for from me on, yeah. so I will probably continue yeah, to write about Yeah, I mean, it I will, I, yeah, I will probably do it as well, because I do, I mean, I've, I've written about it since before the series began. I mean, I started writing about it in the summer before it premiered, and um, I've been writing about it ever since, and um, it would be very difficult for me to pull away from that. Uh, although everybody writes about Once Upon a Time. I mean, everybody. Well, I, I think, but what they do hey, is... I've been tired of writing about Glee for a long time. I just stick with they it. Do, <laughs> they do. And I've been reading all this other stuff. And it's either A, just recaps, or mm-hmm. B, um, kissing the butts of the people who create the show. There's no real say? analysis. There's no real analysis. Well, that's the thing. You have to infuse your feeling about everything. I mean, that's what an article is. That's why I get it. I got annoyed a lot with the soap, the soap media. Um, I won't name names, but most of them that are out there, all they do is regurgitate the crap that, that like, you know, Entertainment Weekly breaks, and then they regurgitate it on their site. Well, what good right. is that? I mean, like, what is that? That There's, doesn't do to anything. Me that's that's really, your opinion. Right. To me, that's really I mean, pointless. I do that. That's really, to me, that's really, you know, it's it's ridiculous. So, I want to, I want to open up the lines, too. If anyone wants to call in, I know we have a bunch of people talking away in the, um, in the chat room, um, call in 718-305-6982 or get us on Skype if you have Skype. Um, but give us a call. Let us know what you think of last night's episode and I want to talk about um, I want to devote at least the last 15 minutes or 20 minutes of the show tonight talking about um, what we might be expecting next season for all the different storylines so you know please I I don't know Jimmy are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna drop out of the conversation in two seconds you're gonna stay till the bitter end tonight Oh, I'm I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so before you go, before before mm-hmm. we say goodnight to Jimmy, um, I think I am going to uh, kind of scale back the show um, to a one-hour format, and then probably after everything sort of um, uh, finale is out, I'm going to probably go on hiatus for the summer. So cool. um, and well, I am current on. I actually got current this weekend on Turn and Silicon Valley and shows that I know you are, and I'm ahead on Fargo, so. Okay, I'm ahead on Fargo, too. I'm ahead on Fargo, and I just got the back end of Silicon Valley um, the other day. I haven't watched it, um, but I'll be watching Mm -hmm. that. Um, Oh, in the comments in the chat room, sadly, I almost wish Robert Carlyle would quit once because then I could stop watching it. I Aww. <laughs> Aww. Oh, Regina's my favorite character. So I, I love Regina. Um, I love Regina. I, I think that she was given kind of a short shrift a little bit. This Her and this Robert Carlyle, really, for me. And they're the best. I mean, they're the best actors on the so show. Yeah, I love. I love Regina's redemption, and I do not want that to go anywhere. But how satisfying was it to see her as the Wicked Queen again, the Evil Queen again? I yeah. know. I mean, she embraces that, and it I really love. shows us. I really love that. Um, and she, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah, love she. Costumes. I know, me too. 
totally. <laughs> By the way, speaking of costumes, I did love Belle's wedding outfit, that very 1930s yeah. vintage. Um, that just seemed to fit with the tuxedo that Rumpel was wearing, and it was. Oh, and my favorite line from this from the entire finale was sometimes the best book has the dustiest cover, and the best and yeah. the best teacup has a chip. Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was really sweet. I'm like tears came to my eyes. I was like, oh my god, that's like the best line ever of the entire <laughs> season. That was it right there. We had to wait for it, but it came. But um, yeah. the other thing I liked, which I thought was really funny, actually, was when was when Emma is uh, is kind of keeping quote hook preoccupied and hook. Is jealous of himself? Like, that was just hilarious to me. That was, was that like, was stupid. I thought that was just stupid. I was like, what? Why would he be jealous of himself? I was that, like, was that, was car- really that was a cartoon. That was an absolutely. That was a cartoon series. That was a cartoon series. It was very cartoon series. But it was funny. It was like, okay, why in the hell is he jealous of himself? Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, so here's a question. What was with Rumple's wide loose tie. He's always so well dressed and he looked frumpy last night. That's why I'm hmm. saying I think it's not I think I don't think it's the real I don't think it's our rumple. That's why I'm saying he is and not only that, when he put the dagger in his little face keeping box, he has such a serious face on. I I just feel like this is not our rumple. And and you remember and I said this before when, you know, he goes into Pandora's box during the Neverland section or whatever, uh, and he comes out fine. I mean, I'm sorry, but something is off then. Then Zelina gets his hands on him. His mind is definitely, you know, and, he's and out I would, of it. okay, I'm so I would, I would completely buy that. Okay, I would completely yeah. buy that. Chris, you and I have talked about this before, and I would completely buy that. If they made, if his story, if that part of the story was even given a fraction more consideration during this show. So it's like if if there was something underpinning it, something to suggest it, something that would, you know, where you had a scene or, you know, five seconds more screen time for that. Story that and I love that idea. I do. I love that idea. Um, and and if they had given us a suggestion or a scene or a look or a moment's hesitation, I would say, huh. Remember last week when I wrote my article, I said something has to be going on. Something is up. And that's why I was sort of reserving my judgment a little bit on last week's episode because, okay, he's got to, it was like in Hannibal, you know, like there's got to be a sting. There's got to be something going on. Something else is at play. And I think that if there was something else at play, we would, because the show is anything, it's not subtle. The show is not subtle. It used to be subtle. It's, it's not subtle. And if well, there was something maybe. else to play, they would be telegraphing it to us in some way. Um, well, that's why I'm so, saying. I think that the clothing and the way you think those are clues and acting, those are clues. 
and I really feel something's off with him. I mean, he just he just would not, after everything they sacrificed, he was dead for God's sake. He would never lie, blatantly lie to her face like that. But, I don't care but, how bad he is or whatever that has. But the speech he made to her, the, the vows, the wedding vows, I know, were so I genuine. Know, they were so genuine know, and so but, heartfelt that it completely doesn't make sense if that's the case. So in the chat, let me, let's go to the chat room. So, <clears throat> um, so, so there's a bunch of comments I'm, here. Um, they probably did not intend for Rumpel to play a big role. That's actually true. <clears throat> they did not. Um, after watching Snow and Charming, okay, well, I won't say that part. Um, they, they rethought Rumpel. And I think they did. They saw Robert Carlyle on film, um, for the pilot, and they actually wrote him a much bigger role. Um, so that that is true. I do believe that that's true. Well, yeah, but um, I mean, like, we're three I years not, into it. I mean, that doesn't hold water anymore. I mean, we're three years right, into it. it doesn't. They, they have dedicated right. three years of redemption story, his road to redemption to all right. this what disappear. I really believe that. And they, and they have made him a real central character of the series. Um, yeah. He's involved in everything. And then um, I don't think they intended for Skin Deep to take off and it threw off their game. I agree. That's probably true as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but people, so these are all, the people, these WML. Are all, this is, sorry, Ramana's this is all just stuff that's, I know. <laughs> I know. Actually, sorry, after I just didn't like died, so mad at the whole thing, really. But. I know. I know. Um, uh, WML Lamas. WM says, Bay was the moral compass for the show. It was the quest to find him that defined the show. Um, no, that's, yeah. no, that's not true. That didn't define the show. That defined, no, it, but it, what it did do it, is it defined Rumpel's story. Yeah, exactly. And the curse, well, in a way, she's right, because the curse was implemented to find Bailfire. Day. Everything right. comes back to finding but we're Bay. past that. But we're past that. I mean, because this season, it was about, you know, Neverland and Oz. And they didn't – the first part, I, I did like the first part of the season. I thought that they nailed it fairly well. Um, it was a shocking moment for not only – you know, in the end, Rumpel gives his life. We find out that Neil gives his life and actually does die. Those were, were two major things. But, like, I just feel like the entire second half of the season, where was the payoff? We didn't get a big payoff, I feel. And I feel yeah, like, there wasn't, you know, it was, yeah. it's just, and I mean, the whole, I it don't know. I, I just really don't think that, that the Rumpel that we know and love blatantly lie it's but not only that, then gloat to Zelina. See, that's what really sticks so. with me. That was, that's what really yeah. bothers me. That's I the thing that really, that's... really sticks with me. So, yeah. I that's just... my thing. Like, that's not, after everything that he's been through, he he knows. He knows damn well. You know, he altered everything, his way of thinking, how he reacts to certain things because of his love for Belle and her love for him. And no matter what has gone, he had gone through, I mean, that was basically full circle. He sacrifices himself. I don't think he would come back and act this way. 
that's why I'm saying I feel that his brain or his something is wrong. It just they I if they if they if it isn't wrong then I'm gonna be really upset. I mean that's all I know. And I just don't believe that he would do that to Belle after everything they've been through. I really Yeah, know. I just I don't you know, I wish that we had some sort of a signal that that was the case. I just well, that's I what think I'm saying. This... like I think his actions are a signal. I think the way that he's, you know, kind of approaching stuff is the way that he's being, you know, lying and stuff. That's all I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's not our rumble. He changed. He was not that he 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 you know, he promised Bill that he would, you know, wouldn't lie to her ever. And I mean, that's why I'm saying I think that's what, that's the tell. The tell is that he's acting differently than what he has been. Um, since his road to redemption. And I think that's, yeah. you know, really... Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just don't know what, so what the, what the future is going to hold. Um, I don't know. So what's the so next season? So you think we're going to go back and revisit Rumpel and what's wrong with him or what's going on with him? Well, um, I, hope so. I personally think that they're going to go with Regina because how is she handling the Maid Mary and stuff? And, you know, I think that's going to be a big thrust of next season is, is the whole Maid Mary and stuff. But then we have the frozen story. So that's going to kind of be really front and center. Now the question is that urn with her in it was buried in Rumpel's cellar. Hmm. So he must well, have had interaction with her at some what point. He's, what if he's, I'm telling you, he's just not our rumple. Something's off. And, and so I do you think he's frozen. I, think I didn't either. Off. I didn't either. Like, like he knew, he, first of all, he knew that portal was going to open. I mean, he would be the only person to put that, put that vase there, the urn there. Yeah. Bring it to, and he would know if I killed. I need to break. That's why I'm saying I don't think it's our Rumple. I think it's our villain for next season. I think he's working with the Ice Princess. That's my theory. Because otherwise, how would it, the Urn have gotten there? He knew that by killing Zelina, he would have opened that portal. Once once he kills Zelina and break, he knew that that portal would open up. So he would have. So had you think? So you think he knew I, that she would yeah. would open that? Yeah, I do. But why? See, why Rumpel would he want to open? Rumpel doesn't do anything, and but, but that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think it's our Rumple. I don't think it's our Rumple because I I just don't. If it is, then it's going to be a real big slap in the face to all of them. That's all I know. Yeah, I really think I mean, it's with the Ice Princess because she there has to be some kind of a backstory. That maybe when who knows I mean at maybe at some point while he's with Zelina that could be you know maybe he maybe he ordered maybe Zelina ordered him to do something to be mm-hmm. sure that the Ice Princess was going to be able to come through I mean it's going to be connected in some way because you know who knows we don't know maybe Zelina I mean even though the whole scene in the jail who knows maybe at some point like if so so here's open this so here's an idea so here's an idea maybe Zelina actually has Rumple's brain and that Zelina is inside Rumple much like Neil was inside Rumple that could be that's why I'm saying could be. It's, it's, so there's something off 
something's off. Oh, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I mean, it it could be, it could be. And and I think if that's the case, I will, I'll tell you what, if that is the case, if that is the case, I will take back everything that I said about the finale. Okay. But I don't have any indication, I don't have any indication that that's so. We haven't gotten any sort of, but I'm saying, yes, um, see, usually, usually when there's something that they're setting up, Usually when they're setting something up, and it's just good storytelling, if they're setting something up for next season, they would be doing something to set something up. He would say something. We'd see a shot of him. It wouldn't be as subtle as him dressing badly or putting the dagger well, no, in the it's box. not just that, but it's his, it's his actions towards Belle. It's his actions, you know, killing Zelina. It's, his, it's the way that he's operating. That's but it's show. just the one, but it's just this one thing. I mean, the rest of the way but he's saying, acting has act- been normal. But everything that we've seen from Neverland back, okay, we've seen him morph into and redemption and all this. He would not come back and blatantly lie to Belle unless it's not him. That's or that there's a or unless behind it. Unless they decided, oh well, we've had enough of redemptive rumple, we're gonna. No, I don't think they'll do that. They know they're gonna alienate however many fans. I mean, come on. I most agree. Of, I don't know that they care. Fandom loves him. They're not gonna change him. I know. They're not gonna do that. So but I, I, I guess I just, I guess I just think that if they were gonna do that, if that was their intention. I just really um, want. I mean, I just really, really want, I hope Adam and Eddie really pay attention to what the feedback is after this. Because I really, I will be really upset if if that's the case, that they're kind of trying to scale it back. I mean, I just, it's not, I mean, I, I, for me, watching Once Upon a Time, if he's not on there, I mean, I miss when he's not on there. The episodes that he wasn't on, it just isn't as exciting. I mean, he's just, I know. you know, Robert Carlyle well, is the adds, I'm sorry. Right. He, on, adds to every, he adds to every single, um, every single scene he's in. I mean, it's something when you see the, the most, to me, some of the most poignant moments of last night's episode was that hesitation in taking the potion was one. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the finding out that he finds male fire that moment mm-hmm. and when he hears that snow and charming are naming their new son prince neil mm-hmm. and Even the camera like not as, the camera panned on him the camera did a close up of him mm-hmm. and that reaction was just like such an emotional moment yeah, it's just, I didn't think it was, it was as little, emotional as it, nor as it could have been, maybe. Well, they didn't know. stay on him long enough. But, I mean, he was, I mean, there, it was clear he was blinking away a tear. Yeah. And that was, I mean, really, and that's a really big group shot. And the camera knows who to find. <laughs> yeah. The camera knows who to find. And it was just a really great, <clears throat> great moment. Um, a quite, see, this is the thing. His moments are quiet moments. He's not one for big, you know, and that's why the gloating to Zelina doesn't ring true to me. Right. And and why, I, by the way, I didn't mind the private wedding. 
because he's a really private guy. He really is. I like it, but I'm just saying, I guess I just think of them as almost I don't think they would have, like, a big wedding. I don't think he would want a big wedding. But I'm saying his family isn't there. That's my point. I mean, oh, he doesn't have a grandson there. Right. Um, Where's Henry? That was That's my true. Thing. I mean, That's true. Where's Henry? And I think it's weird. I mean, after everything that they've gone through, that he knows that Neil is dead. I mean, his grandson isn't even there. I mean, that was weird to me. Like, they should have been there. Uh, yeah. You know, no, I, that's true. It, I mean, that just didn't that just didn't fly with me. And whose idea was it to do it that way? I mean, I don't know. You don't know. Don't so know. there's a comment from uh, W.M. Lamas. The fall will find Misen, Tennant, and Carlisle on American TV. Talent overload <laughs> and all subjects of the crown. Well, there are so many British actors I now coming onto American TV. I love it. And, 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 you have, and you have Dalton, you know. Yes, and, okay, yeah. a largely British cast. But, yes, yes. yes. I, mean, I mean, and I will say, can I just say how adorable Tom Mason is? I mean, oh, my God. He, he's yeah. just a, the thing is with Tom, he's just the nicest. Guy, I mean, like, I just will never forget being there and seeing him get on. He he literally laid on the stage so that fans could take a selfie with him. I mean, like, who does that? You know, you don't see that all the time. And he's just right. such a really the whole cast is fabulous. But I'm just saying, he's just and he takes and, I, and I'm dying. I can't wait to talk to him. I have all these questions about his character and stuff. I mean, he said that and I'm dying to find out. You know, he said that. You know, playing um, Ichabod Crane is re- has been really tough, and I'm anxious to find out, like, why is that? Like, what's the deal? And I mean, I know they're they're filming now. Yeah, Sleepy filming yeah. began this this past last week, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I can imagine playing. You know, I mean, obviously his training is probably such that he's quite comfortable with that. You know, mm-hmm. the, the rhythm of 18th yeah. century language. I mean, it's there's a rhythm to it, and mm-hmm. he's cro- and 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 I think probably part of the art of of playing that role is as he's becoming more comfortable in 21st century America. Um, you you know he's he's trying to to bring his 18th century rhythm of acting and talking into a you know moving it into a more contemporary setting. And I think that's that he does that really, really well. And, yeah. Um, you know, being amazed at all the American stuff, but not going over the top. And I think that's one thing also Carlisle does really well with Mr. Gold is that his mm-hmm. character is so very much not of this century. Right. You know. And, you know. And, and, but he, he, he straddles that along. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that, and yeah. it just gives him just I don't know it, it, more of an edge, and I just I love I love the fact that he's I, that's why I think I love vampire stories so much because of the it's the um, thought that you could live for so many years and see so much history within that time frame. Right. So I think fascinates me about it, and um, right. yeah, any immortal. Like my like yeah. my dear Galen, like my yeah. dear Galen Erseldune in uh, Apothecary. Yes, 
who has yeah, seen much totally. and has suffered much. And has suffered um, much. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it's the depth of it, the depth of the character. Because yeah. of that, it brings the depth of the character. And oh, it definitely, in, yeah, in it, yeah, it does. Um, so I want to put in a quick plug. Um, my seventh season guide to House MD, ebook only, is available on sale for ninety nine cents at Amazon.com. It's going up to a dollar ninety nine. It's going up to a dollar ninety nine. It sells for four ninety nine. So That's normally cool. it sells for four ninety nine and it's on sale for ninety nine cents at Amazon.com and it's going up to a dollar ninety nine tomorrow night, I think, and then to two ninety nine and then three ninety nine and back to four ninety nine. So um, if you want to get a hold cool. of the seventh season guide, um, it is up. It is for sale. The, of course, the Chasing Zebras, which is seasons one through six, and all the stuff that that goes along with that, um, is also at Amazon.com in English and in Spanish and elsewhere, not on Amazon, in French um, and somewhere it's in Russian. I keep getting royalties for it. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I know it's no, somewhere. Um, yes, the seventh season guide to House MD is only available on Amazon. The Chasing Zebras is available everywhere. Um, it's available on Barnes & Noble, Powell's Books, um, Nook. It's available for uh, on on on, uh, on the, in the in the iTunes Store. Um, it's available for in every possible. Um, version and you have a nook oh so if you have a nook um, the seventh season guide you can't get now I have a commitment to Amazon to only sell it on Amazon for X number of months once that commitment is over um, I will make it available on other platforms as well through Smashwords most likely so keep looking for it and if it does well it's been selling so um, not as many as I hope, but I haven't been doing any advertising for it. <laughs> so I suppose well, that's my fault. Um, it's just there. Um, but I will keep you guys posted on um, other versions of the seventh season guide. Um, so what are they going to do Henry? Henry's getting to be quite an older teenager. <laughs> um, I don't know what they're going to do with Henry. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to be... I wonder if he's going to get to be buddy buddy with Robin's uh, son. You know, become the baby. I think they need to source them. I think they need to source this baby. I mean, I don't think there needs to be a baby there. I mean, not nothing against kids. I'm just saying, like, what is the purpose of that? I mean, okay, so what? Somebody's going to kidnap the kid. The baby's always going to be in danger. I mean, I'm kind of yeah. Well, that's the X Files. Yeah, but, but see, that goes back to the X Files. Yeah, I know, but I mean, they might do that. But um, by the way, I just wanted to say really quick that Walking Dead returns October 12th. I just okay on Twitter here, so I'm anxious to see that. So hopefully, yeah. And also the oh yeah, so the article that I wrote that you're gonna hopefully approve. I I actually broke down the entire season one of the originals, and then I previewed tomorrow's finale episode. Okay. And yeah. it will definitely if get up there. Cares. 
either late tonight or early tomorrow morning. Um, it depends on, you know, this is just another storm heading this way again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I like, feel bad. We've had such great weather here in Seattle. Oh, that's what my, you know, my daughter tells me that. Um, what will the purpose of the baby be? He did cause the lights to dim when he was born. Does that have consequences? Well, is the baby magical? That's the question. I need the baby the product, magical for sure. Well, the, yeah, I mean, the product of true love. Um, yeah, you know, the other thing is that they didn't explore the whole nexus between Zelina and Regina and Cora really well. They didn't really yeah. do that. I'm just, well, we there's so many things perfect. they didn't do. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm you know, disappointing. Well, you but, know, like I said, I just, I feel like they, I feel like the focuses were too divided this season and, and and that unfortunately it was once that kind of you know they severely screwed over <laughs> basically. I you know, poor Jane. I mean I mean I wish we could have like five of her cloned or something. You know because she works her but you know she's just such a great writer and then to have her have to split her time between once and then Wonderland and then just the whole mess that it was. I just feel like this. I I just feel like once was once upon a time was just kind of left out in the cold and, and it just it it wasn't tied up as right. it should have been and it wasn't you know so maybe who knows maybe they'll revisit some of it next you know because like I said we'll see. there are some things that, you know maybe we'll maybe they'll explore in a in a different way but maybe I hope through I a hope. backstory or something I hope that my faith in the show is redeemed me too I really do me too. I would like I would like it to be. In the meantime, good luck to Robert Carlyle doing his movie this summer. Um, yes. Really exciting. And more news about the Botting sequel has been coming out, which is cool. And, uh, you know, good luck to him on all of his endeavors. And uh, we'll see everyone, um, you know, when Once Upon a Time renews or resumes in the fall. But we'll be, we'll be doing another couple of shows to recap of everything, and uh, then we'll go on hiatus for a bit to Comic Con. So good. I think we're off the air. Good night, everyone. Oh. <laughs> okay. We went overtime. All right. Well, bye. I guess I'll talk to you later. I hope you okay. survive your storm. <laughs> okay. Oh, we have a flood right. warning. Okay. Yeah. Bye bye. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. bye.